What up, folks? It's November 2nd, Monday. We're back. I have some computer problems. I still have them. There's this crazy fan going on, but at least we're up and running. Hopefully this lasts the whole recording. But I'm definitely in the market for a new computer. But let's get this recap going. Let's actually start with some news and notes. It's a big day for news. So we'll just fire through it quickly. This fan's annoying me, so I'll try and make this episode quick as possible. George Kittle has a broken foot. Um, a small fracture in his foot. Um, so he's probably going, he's definitely going into reserve, and he'll be out for a long period of time, longer than three weeks, I assume. I am a Kittle owner, and I am scrambling. Keeping with the 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo is expected to be sidelined indefinitely with his high ankle sprain. Um, Nick Mullins took over last game, and he was like the quarterback one on the week, and he only played like one. I don't understand. He didn't even play that much of the game. So Nick Mullins is a decent replacement. Jaguars coach Doug Barone says Minshew will likely be inactive this week. I'm not sure what that means for my James Robinson shares, but uh, must keep an eye on the Jaguars. Uh, good sign on T.Y. Hilton. The groin injury doesn't seem to be major, so I don't know if that really matters. Anyways. Here's some good news. It's now come out today. We're going to get into the games quickly, but um, head coach stated that Jonathan Taylor has a little bit of an ankle issue. That's why he didn't play last week. So all you Taylor owners that were freaking out, um, thank God it was an injury and he just didn't get demoted or something. Um, Lions wide receiver Kenny Gall, they uh, left the, around the first quarter. Um He's expected to be out this week and will consider week-to-week week going forward with a hip injury. Green Bay Packers' A.J. Dillon is the player who tested positive for COVID-19. That's not good. There's some Kenny Drake news. Coach said he just um, he won't be out very long. It looked more severe than probably when it was going to end up being. So he's like day-to-day. I think if you're a Chase Emmons owner, you're going to get him this week only. And then Kenny Drake should be back. Um... That sucks. I guess that sucks for Chase Edmino- Edmonds owners, I mean. 49ers traded Kawan Alexander to Saints. That's a pretty big trade. Good player. Here's a big one. Um, Ravens cornerback um, Humphrey tested positive for COVID-19, and he played the whole game against the Steelers. So we really got to keep an eye on that one. That worries me. All right, let's get into the recap, and let's start with that game. Steelers 28, Ravens 24. It was a messy game. Lamar threw three interceptions. Um, the only catch Hollywood Brown had was his touchdown catch. And he came out later and he called out the coaches on Twitter. So hopefully we see like a squeaky wheel kind of game from, or coming up for Hollywood Brown. Lamar Jackson went 13 for 20 for 208 yards, two touchdowns. Um a pair of interceptions and a lost fumble. He and he like I watched this game. He didn't look like his accuracy was off. He didn't look good at all. And he ran the most he has all season. He kind of what he reminded me of. He kind of looked like um, when he took over for Flacco a couple of years ago. They are kind of first working him in. They were scared to let him throw. Um, so I'm not sure what's going on there. But he does not look good. I thought they would figure that out after the bye. But he looks worse than before. Um, the Ravens moved the ball well, though, on the ground. J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards kind of got the start with no Ingram. Uh, Dobbins was excellent, going for 113 yards on just 15 carries. 
And Gus Edwards went 87 yards and a touchdown on 16 attempts. So I like both going forward. I think they just keep Ingram out or he kind of sits on the bench, hopefully moving forward. Big Ben went 17 for 22 for 158 yards and two touchdowns. And surprisingly, his favorite target was Juju Smith-Schuster, who caught seven passes for 67 yards. Uh, Schuster didn't score, however. Um, Eric Ebron went 4 for 48, scored. Chase Claypool went 5 for 42 and scored as well. James Conner didn't do to get much of an opportunity, um, just kind of the way the game went. Um, he had just a 15 carries. He turned them into 47 yards and a touchdown. Deontay Johnson left twice in the game. I started him in fantasy, and he got me like 0.6 points. So I'm really not feeling Deontay Johnson. It's hard to trust. He gets injured pretty much every game. He was my boy, but losing faith on him big time. Bills 24, Patriots 21. Um, the Patriots have dominated the Bills for the past two de- decades, um, but the Bills finally snuck out a win. The way this game was going, I honestly thought Patriots were going to win this at the end, but um, there's a Cam Newton fumble at the end of the game, so it ended 24-21 for the good guys, the Buffalo Bills. Um, let's take a look at the running backs for the Bills. Um, Devin Singletary and Zach Moss uh, were both given 14 carries, so it's now a split backfield. Um, Singletary outgained Moss going, oh, just 86 to 81 yards. Um, both looked decent, but Moss got the two touchdowns on the ground. So um, Singletary played better than normal, but Moss played really good with some with more of a role. So just something to monitor moving forward, but I like Moss better than Singletary. Allen didn't have to do much. He looked okay in some parts. He looked bad in other parts, but he finished with a decent day going 11 for 18 for 154 yards. Um... He threw a pick, but then he rushed a tidy in at the end of the game. So just like an okay day for the Stallion. Diggs had six catches for 892 yards. Um, he's an every game start. What can you say about Diggs? Love Diggs. And Cole Beasley, the other two receivers, Cole Beasley was only two for 24, and John Brown one for 21. Newton did better than expected, uh, better than last week. He went 15 for 25 for 174 yards. Um, he, all, he actually started scrambling again. Um, he ran nine times for 54 yards and a touchdown. Something I want to mention, Julian Edelman and Nikhil Harry were out this game. Um, Newton primary through to Jacoby Myers, who I liked last year, so I don't know why he didn't really play this year. Um, he finally gets some um, action. He got 10 targets. He caught six of them for 58 yards. Damian Harris finally had a game. Um, he gained 102 yards on the ground and a touchdown on 16 carries. Bengals 31, Titans 20. Here's a weird one. Just a weird game in general. Burrow went 26 for 37 for 249 yards and two touchdowns. Um, He didn't do much for scrambling this time, though. Higgins caught six receptions for 78 yards. Boyd went six for 67 and caught a touchdown. And A.J. Green went two for 19. So this tells me that Higgins is the guy to start. Um, I think they're just trying to... They're trying to play AJ Green to trade him, I believe. So he kind of came down to earth this week. Um, I'm not a big fan of AJ Green anymore. You can start Higgins and Boyd moving forward is my takeaway from this game. Genovi Bernard looked good. He got the start. Um, he rushed for 62 yards on 15 carries, but managed to score twice. So um, as good as he looked, I think my another big takeaway here, there's a bye week coming out for the Bengals, and they didn't put Mixon on injured reserve. So I think they're planning for him to come back next week. So I think you can, you're safe to drop Gio. He did his he did his job. Um, 
I loved it. I started him the last two weeks, and he did well for me. On the other side of the ball, Derrick Henry um, had 18 attempts. He turned into 112 yards and a touchdown. Uh, he looked all right. Uh, Tannehill went 18 for 30 for 233 yards and an interception. He didn't play very well in this game. Something I want to mention, Corey Davis went for 128 yards and a touchdown. So he's been doing great. AJ Brown was 4 for 24. Um, but he scored a touchdown, luckily, to save his day. I'm going to skip the Raiders. Raiders were Raiders won 16-6. Raiders-Browns. He's probably one of the worst NFL games I've ever watched. We're going to skip it. Colts 41, Lions 21. we got to talk about here is um, Jordan Wilkins and Hines were the heroes for the Colts. Um, Wilkins got way more work. He rushed for 89 yards and a touchdown and 20 carries. Uh, Taylor, who we now know was injured, was limited to 22 yards and 11 attempts. Um, meanwhile, Hines did damage in the passing game, catching three balls for 50, 54 receiving yards and two touchdowns. Philip Rivers went 23 for 33 for 262 yards and three touchdowns, so he had an excellent day. And Matthew Stafford finally had a game. He went 24 for 42 for 336 yards and three touchdowns, so it's weird. You know, your best wide receiver was mentioned in the news. Kenny Galladay went out. And Stafford lit it up. Marvin Hall was the Lions' uh, leading receiver. Uh, he had a 113-yard performance. Um, one was, a, I think, one of the reasons he had a 73-yard bomb. T.J. Hawkinson was next in reception, seven for 65. What I really want to talk about here: Marvin Jones was only three for 39, but he had two touchdowns. So that might be a good waiver wire wide receiver. We'll talk about tomorrow if my computer stands up. Vikings 28, Packers 22. The star of the show, Dalvin Cook, had four touchdowns. I'm three on the ground and a 50-yard reception touchdown through the air. Holy fuck. Cook finished the game. Um, he rushed 60, or 163 yards and three touchdowns on 30 carries. He also led the team in receiving with two catches for 63 yards and a fourth score. Kind of a weird game because of that. So there's not much really to talk about. Just they kind of ran the ball really well, so they didn't have to really throw. Um, I mean, you know, Adam Thielen went 27 yards, and Justin Jefferson went for 26 yards. As for the Packers, Rodgers opened the game going 11 for 12 in the first half, um, but cooled off following the break. He finished 27 for 41 for 291 yards and three touchdowns. All three of Rodgers' touchdowns went to Devontae Adams. So, man, they're killing it. Something I mentioned, um, Robert Tanyan uh, went for 79 yards. So he's an up-and-coming tight end. Um, Jamal Williams started in place of Aaron Jones. He did, pretty, he did pretty good, rushing for 75 yards with 16 carries and catching the ball for 27 receiving yards. Chiefs, six, or 35, Jets, 9. Um, let's take a look at these results. Patrick Mahomes went 31 for 42 for 416 yards and five touchdowns. So Patty Mahomes went nuclear. The crazy thing was Mahomes didn't even play the whole game. The Chiefs took him out after his fifth score. Tyreek Hill caught two of those touchdowns for, and he had 98 yards. Kelsey led the team in receptions. Um, he had eight catches for 109, ball, 109 yards and a score. McCole Hardman went 7 for 96, and Demarcus Robinson went 4 for 63. 
Um, because of like just the way they were throwing, the running game didn't really need to do anything, so I wouldn't be too worried. Um, Clyde Edwards Lair was limited to 21 yards and six carries. Um, Le'Veon Bell, I thought there was going to be a revenge game for him. He looked pretty bad. Um, he was restricted to seven yards and six tries. And he was also stopped on a fourth and short in Jets territory. So not the revenge game you were looking for. Uh, I don't even want to talk about the Jets. Frank Gore mustered 30 yards and 10 carries. Um, and Michael P. Ryan was 8 for 27 and saw less work, which is ridiculous. Sam Darnold was 18 for 30 for 133 yards. Let's move right along from that. This fan's annoying. It's probably annoying you guys listening. So this is going to be a quick episode. My apologies for this, folks. Um, two, let's do Dolphins, Rams. Dolphins 28, Rams 17. A surprise win um, to his first game. Um, he didn't really need to do much. Just Jared Goff was terrible. Tua just had to kind of move the chains, and their defense kind of did, uh, you know, kind of ran the show as well. Um, Dolphins defense is legit. Tua completed 12 of 22 passes for 93 yards and a touchdown. That one touchdown um, looked amazing, though. Uh, Gaskin had 47 yards and a touchdown on 18 carries. It was also Miami's leading receiver, so I'm loving the gas, man. Um, Goff completed 35 for 61 passes for 355 yards with one touchdown and two interceptions. Plus, he fumbled twice. Daryl Henderson was the Rams' leading rusher. He went 8 for 47. Robert Woods caught seven passes for 85 yards and a touchdown. Had a rushing touchdown as well. Um, and Cooper Cup was 11 for 110 and put together a nice game. Broncos 31, Chargers 30. Classic Chargers blow on a, a lead like that. It was pretty much hard, pretty heartbreaking to watch, really. Drew Locke ended up completing 26 for 41 passes for 248 yards and three touchdowns and an interception. He looked decent. Um... Lindsey was 6 for 83 and 1, led the Broncos on the ground. I said last week, you know, even when he went out with a concussion, he looked like he was taking over as the lead running back. That's definitely happening right now. Uh, Melvin Gordon was 8 for 60, or, sorry, 8 for 26, um, and 6 for 21 receiving. He was held in check. So um, I'm definitely feeling Lindsey as the lead back moving forward. Hamilton was 4 for 82 and 1. And led Denver in receiving. Justin Herbert was 29 for 43 passes for, for three touchdowns and two interceptions. So he started off shaky through interception first drive. Um, but he kind of came back in that second half and he looked great. Justin Herbert, I feel like that's his floor. For me, he got I started him this week and he got me 21, almost 22 fantasy points. That was a decent okay game. I think that's going to be like your lowest point total you'll see for Herbert moving forward. What I really want to talk about is Jackson Jackson with the Chargers on the ground with 17 carries for 89 yards. And Mike Williams had a day. I started him in a different league. And um, he went 5 for 99 and 1. Uh, Keenan Allen went 9 for 67 and played well as well. All right, we're flying here. Saints 26, Bears 23. It's funny to see the Bears are definitely like... They were like 5 and 1 and we weren't sure what was up. I didn't really, wasn't feeling their offense. 5 and 2. They're now five and three. They seem very dysfunctional, and they like kind of like they're all yelling at each other on the sideline. So um, I'm not feeling these this Bears team. They almost squeaked out a win here, but I would be worried if I was a Bears fan. Kamara kind of led the way for the Saints. Um, he rushed for 67 yards and 12 carries, and he also caught nine passes for 96 receiving yards. Um, Nick Foles went 28 for 41 for 272 yards. 
two touchdowns and an interception. David Montgomery um, had 89 yards on 21 carries, and he saw five tires in the passing game, so that's something to note. Um, he's definitely a RB2 moving forward, just without volume. I'm just kind of back and forth between the teams here. Drew Brees ended up with 228 yards and two touchdowns. All right, Seahawks 37, 49ers 27. Mr. Unlimited, Russell Wilson finished 27 for 37 for 261 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, Metcalf hauled in 12 receptions for 161 yards and two touchdowns. Something to note here, um, Lockett had just four passes for 33 yards. So he had a great game last week. He definitely cooled off here. DJ Dallas got the start. Um, He caught Wilson's fourth touchdown. Um, Carlos Hyde and Carson didn't go. Dallas rushed for 41 yards in the touchdown on 18 carries, and he had 17 uh, receiving yards. As mentioned earlier, Nick Mullins took over for Garoppolo, Garoppolo and did a decent job. Um, he went 18 for 25 for 238 yards and two touchdowns. Very sad, uh, Garoppolo and Kittle both went to the locker room with major injuries. Brandon Ayuk, I picked him up on the waiver wire. Um, he finished with a great fantasy performance. He held in eight of his 11 targets for 91 yards and a touchdown, um, just edging out Kendrick Bourne, who went eight for 81, and saw 10 targets. Another fantasy waiver wire pickup, Jermichael Hasty was limited 29 yards and 12 carries, but scored a touchdown. Um, it's all because Tevin Coleman ended up getting the start, but then he left with an injury. So Tevin Coleman cannot stay healthy, and he's now out. So Jermichael Hasty might be better moving forward. And let's finish off with Eagles 23, Cowboys 9. Greg the Leg had a big bomb of a kick, um, but Ben DiNucci just can't get it done for this Dallas team, and it really affects all players. Let's talk about Carson Wentz. Um, he looked very good. This is a, a very bad Dallas D who kind of played better than they normally do. Uh, Wentz finished 15 for 27 for 123 yards, two touchdowns, and four turnovers. Holy Fulgham was impressive. He hauled in six of his seven targets for 78 yards and a touchdown. Um, Jalen Rager's first game back, he went three for 16 and had a touchdown. Dallas Goddard's first game back, he only caught one pass for 15 yards, but I think they're just working him back in. Boston Scott looked good. He rushed for 70 yards on 15 attempts, and he led the. He's kind of like the lead back with Miles Sanders out. Scott actually. Um, Outgained Ezekiel Elliott on the night. Uh, he got just 63 uh, rushing yards on 18 carries. Danucci was terrible, as mentioned. Because of that, uh, Michael Gopp was 7 for 61. Schultz was 6 for 53. Um, CeeDee Lamb was 4 for 27. And Amari Cooper was 1 for 5. So I just wanted to break down. We want to kind of see where the ball is going. It's not looking very good. But we see who his favorite guy is. So I just wanted to go through the stats, just a quick episode. Um, sorry, my computer's shit. Um, I just want to get this up and out there and kind of also get the word out that I might not be around if I can't get this fixed um, because this is kind of hard to deal with. I don't know why there's like fan rolling. So make sure to like us on Facebook, Instagram. Hopefully I'm back for waiver wire. Thanks for listening, folks. Good luck week nine. Keep it rolling.